What up, muted girl? This is the Laurie Hour podcast with your dude, Bevaz711, taking over for Laura, who is muted. I'm telling you, yo, listen, today is a day. Like, normally when we come out of intro, the mic unmutes and it's on mute. So, you know, Lord, why? Why me today? But anyway, y'all, hey, 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 listen, I am here today, y'all, and we got a very special guest. Uh, his name is Pat Sims, and he hails out of Youngstown, Ohio. Pat, go ahead and introduce yourself a little bit, because I kind of hello. How you guys doing? Uh, my name is Pat Sims. I'm 37 years old. Uh, I've been married for 14 years, or actually 13 years, and got about 15 days, and then it'll be 14 years on that. And uh, we'll be celebrating our 14th anniversary. I got three kids: uh, Donovan, Jaden, and Peyton. Uh, age is 16. That's my oldest. Uh, Jaden would be about 13 years old. And then Peyton's nine years old. Uh, super proud of her. I finally got my baby girl. And um, we are super excited to be doing this with you guys. I mean, it's just awesome. It's a, it's a good start to a journey. So that's who I am. I run Cruise the Creek uh, right here in Youngstown, Ohio. And we just feature on electric bikes, doing electric bike rentals, uh, for the beautiful park, Mill Creek Park. All righty. Well, I'm going to ask you, ask you more on that in a few. Um, we're so grateful to have you here. Thank you for tuning in. We so yeah. appreciate it. So tonight's podcast, guys, we're going to get into um, the Trend of Corner with Laura D. And tonight we're going to be covering Tamala Hosford. Um, for those who don't know who she is, she is the mother of five. And uh, she, she's not just a mother of five, she's a wife, she's a child, um, she's a sister, she's a niece. Uh, she is someone who lost her life under very suspicious circumstances. And we're going to cover that and give you guys the information that we found out, that the family found out through um, independent autopsies. So I'm so excited to dig into this. Um, so we're going to be covering that story in just a few but I wanted to touch base on something that we were talking about this Tuesday on the podcast. And that was about student loan forgiveness. And for those who don't know, Sleepy Joe went ahead and signed down with papers so we can get that student loan forgiveness. So there will be a $20,000 forgiveness for people who took out federal Pell Grants. And for those who did not take out federal Pell, Pell Grants, they will, they will be receiving $10,000. But the debate on the show between Brandon and I, uh, I'm not even going to really say debate, but we couldn't agree whether this was going to change. It was, it was debate. It was great. A little back and forth. It was I a little like back it. and forth. A little, we, 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 <laughs> we, we ruffled each other's feathers a little bit. But... Um, so we, we talked about what that looked like for black and brown people, right? And so that's not supposed to be today's podcast, but I have to just kind of throw this out there at B-Bass a little bit. So anyways, my take on it was that if the student loan, the way the student loan forgiveness was going to affect the black and brown community was, we were going to be able to own things. We were, be able gonna get, we were going to be able to get home loans, business loans, and other type of loans. So I am very very excited to announce that Bank of America said that they that they crashed her stream. That's what they said. <laughs> so <laughs> what is it? Hey guys, I'm late. I'm hey. sorry. Hey. What you say, be this? I said that Bank of America said you paused and I was like that. They said they crashed your stream. Oh my goodness, my stream it did for a hot second. Bad hair day. I come in, Mike is muted. And then I'm trying to drop this information. Uh, who out there on the internet don't like me right now? Why, why y'all give me that, that, that bad booty? Uh, you know, I can't whoever's watching this, either in post 
or watching this live just laughed their ass off at the time. That. <laughs> I, they, I bet you they did. <laughs> but anyway, so Bank of America is offering, uh, well, they will be launching a program to offer black and brown borrowers zero down towards a mortgage. So that is a plus. And then there was an article published that said that this student loan forgiveness looks very promising for the black and brown community because they were going to see more uprises in them getting home loans and getting approved for the home loans. So I, I sent you the links. I wanted to go ahead and throw oh that in God. your face a little bit. Look, you didn't throw anything in my face. I just told you the, the logic on the economics 101. We could do macro or micro. Let's do <laughs> micro right now. We're going to talk about the little things, right? So on the microeconomic scale, yes, that is a great incentive for those who are first-time home buyers. Like, no doubt about it. Great incentive. Yeah, right now. However, if you defaulted on your loans and you have not paid those loans, what are the chances of you defaulting on your home loan? That's so, Brandon, you remember guys. How do you Listen. think 2008 happened? How do you think 2008? That's different. That. It's different because people aren't going to They're not going to prioritize their student loans over their home loan. Cuz I'm going to be like they get their money when they get their money. No, 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 no. You're not hearing me. A loan is a is something someone with money willing to lend you that money and the chances that you will repay that. Now, think about foreclosures. Look at the stats for those. And then you come back to like what has happened in the last like six, seven years since the since we've had the housing bubble pop and then we came back out of it. Foreclosures became a uh, um rose up during COVID. Hmm? I got something to say. Go ahead, say what you gotta say. Brandon. You lost okay. Let me eat a fry. Fries courtesy of Popeyes. Hey. So we lost Pat. This. Oh no. So, yeah. find out what where's Pat. You said uh, that because oh, there somebody you go. defaulted on a student loan that they would default on per se like uh, the chances. Loan. The chances, okay. But you got to remember that when people were getting these student loans, we were 17, 18, 19 years, 10 years old. We didn't know no fucking better. Now that yeah. we're in our 30s, we know better. Some people may not, but also as well, some people may do. You can't just say right. that. You know, you defaulted on student loans. You're gonna be like, "Fuck it, I'm defaulted on this house loan too." That's Again, you could say that, right? But I'm looking at it from an economic standpoint that we're gonna get another housing. Well, we, but we're not about to get into that. We'll, we'll, say, that, we'll say that, guys. We're gonna say that for a different day because we got a whole different podcast we need to be talking about, right? Yeah. Here. Okay. Um. So, Jack, girl, what? You was. Hey, I like that. Good job there, Shaka. Yes, ma'am. Hey, Shaka. Yes, Hi, Shaka. Shaka said mortgage literally means death pledge. I mean, that's for real, though. I mean, that's true. Because whatever house you buy, depending on where you buy that, like I just told you my husband, like, in that house. house is down. You're still going to die owing it. Because mm. like I was saying, down yeah, here, houses, years. they start out like 200 and something thousand dollars. And it's like, if I'm buying a house for 200 and something thousand dollars at, say, like 35, I'm going to have to literally live in the house till I die. I got to be buried in that house and everything. Because literally, that's where I'm a yeah, that's true. I mean, but but you have to think of it as let me hurry up and get to this point. Think of it as an asset because the house is an asset. So it doesn't even matter if you die, you have the asset to leave Ivy behind. So you make sure you do what you're supposed to do, keep the house up kept, keep the uh the, the taxes paid, and hopefully you paid the house down enough where your daughter doesn't have to pay anything but taxes. And we're gonna leave that there. So, anyways. <laughs> So <laughs> I am so excited to have Pat. Pat, thank you for being here Absolutely. and being mentioned through these technical difficulties that we have in, <laughs> in our tardiness. So guys, Sorry, really want to get into the story of uh, Tamala Hartsford. Uh, she is the black woman um, who was found face down in uh, Atlanta, Nah, in Georgia, it wasn't Atlanta. It was in uh, a county in Georgia. Georgia. Yes. And um, guys, so many people do not know about the story. And for the, for the people who do know about the story, we found out about the story via Facebook. We didn't find out through mainstream media. So it took for us, us, us you know how black women are. We, we investigators. 
even black men, we be investigating. If it's something to find out, we gonna find out. So everyone just really just wanted to know why the people who were at the slumber party with her were not arrested. So Miss Hotsport went to a slumber party with some friends. They were, uh, so this neighborhood is an upscale neighborhood. She went to a slumber party with them and uh, she happened to be the only um, African-American woman there. And so early in the morning, the next morning, uh, someone made a 911 call. They told dispatchers that she was face down and, you know, she was basically deceased. And the police came out and investigated, right? But no one was arrested. And they labeled this as an accident. There was no crime. So, so for, I think, maybe two years, there's no one has been arrested. Uh, stories never added up or anything like that so really when, let's 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 get to it. let me add this to the stream real quick so this is miss hosford and i want to get down and ask you guys do you guys think her murder was that uh was it a murder or accident so i'm give you guys a bit of information right and i'm gonna let you guys conclude what you think and then we're gonna get uh to answering the uh whether y'all think it's an accident or murder i am so sorry guys today today's a day it's a day so anyways, so the family the family hired a private investigator, her father, her husband, and her best friend. Her best friend, who happens to be a Caucasian lady, she said something just didn't sit well with her. She said the way that they found her body position, and she was allegedly so, so inebriated that she fell over a two-story, from a second-story home, and she had no broken bones, no broken bones. And the autopsy did not quite indicate how she died. And here's the thing, guys. When the police came out to investigate, originally, investigators said that the situation seemed very funny. They said it just didn't seem right, the story that they was given, because of the way her body was positioned, the way, the way she had landed. Like, if she would have fell from the second story, they were saying she shouldn't have landed where she landed if she fell. Come to find out, after the family hired private investigators and another independent, um, uh, uh, who does autopsy? I can't think. Uh, she, they had an autopsy done. Coroner? Yes. Corner. So after that, the coroner said there's no way that, the second coroner said there's no way she fell from second stories and had not one fracture. Not one fracture. And then the way her body was positioned. And so then police audio got released. They held on to that for a while. Almost everyone that was at that slumber party knew every officer that arrived to that crime scene. Hmm. They either worked with them or their wives. The, the one cop, his boss, his boss's wife was at the slumber party. Another officer, he was a friend with the gentleman there. So they all knew each other. And the family just said, how does this happen? Why is nothing being done? Me, you guys, this new information, how do you guys feel about this? Do you think this was could have been possible murder or do you think it was truly an accident? It was murder. Because like you said, she had no broken bones. If she would have fell two stories, there would have been like a broken arm, leg, neck, something. So, mm -hmm. but it's just like that story with that uh, boy in Valdosta, Kendra Johnson, same way. Mm -hmm. like wrapped up in, I wrapped up organs missing but no, we ain't gonna talk about that because that's for another podcast too definitely. yes but um yeah that's definitely i don't i don't think it was an accident like that so you say murder uh pat i'm actually gathering uh from the little bit of information i gave you because you said you didn't even know about this story no i um I tend to stay away from like that mainstream like even if this wasn't mainstream but you know those stories that just kind of come up I it fell through the cracks. I had no idea that this was even going on or even happening like that. And I'm sure it happens all over the country. Like I'm sure this is just one of the stories that actually got out because it got the recognition that it deserved, but it's probably happens constantly. It's in my opinion, I think it's just something where somebody who didn't belong or didn't fit in the correct way. Um, you know, if the authorities wanted to be that way. They can it's going to be that, that way. way. It's going to be that way. I, oh, Pat, I like the way you think. <laughs> so, so your vote would be, you think, maybe murder, foul play? Oh, definitely. 
Okay. Bevas, uh, and then I'm come back and ask you guys more in depth. Why do you think is that? Bevas, what do you think? Murder or uh, accident? At, at first, I thought we were in Mill Creek Park in the 90s because things like that <laughs> were like an everyday occurrence. <laughs> so um, let's go to one thing that I that had caught my attention, a couple things. Face down and no bones broken, but fell from a second story. Um, I think it was an accidental. Um, oh, wait, wait, wait. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Let me give you something else. I forgot left out. Um, her body was repositioned too. Okay, repositioned. Well, here's what I was saying. The, before the cops got before the cops got there, the way um that the the husband said that she fell, um, her arm was a different way. And then when the cops got there, uh they had her, her hand repositioned because they could tell that it was moved through the dirt. So I forgot to tell you that too. There yeah, that's well why i'm saying like it could be an accidental death um depending on what was going on at the party mm -hmm. could have been drugs could have stopped her heart um she could have had an that was death. Out. well i'm i don't have the coroner report i'm just going off of what you're telling me none of that stuff you said so the i just all i could say is like it could be an accidental thing because uh drinking uh drugs it could be also um the person had uh an undisclosed health issue could have been a brain aneurysm there, there's so many things that could be or put in a situation that at a party someone can have an accidental death could have been that they drowned and they try to cover it up so the okay. thing is is that probably something happened in the home and they did something to make it look like something else and that's where the cover-up comes in but i think it was an accidental death at first so um that's where i would rule first if there's no broken bones or any type of uh blunt like no trauma to the head or anything okay so as far as any health conditions her family aren't ruled that out that's been already thrown out by the family and um i'm just really appalled at the fact that when the investigators first get there everything in their bones and usually investigators they're right the first time when they have a hunch and they keep prying at it they're usually right when they first got there they said nah this don't make sense it's not adding up all their stories did not add up this happened in the middle of the night everyone in that house was asleep and she just fell over and y'all found her in the morning and you the, the husband the one woman's husband said oh i touched her leg and then she was dead no one re rendered CPR. But you would have to think too that if she fell, especially if she fell two stories, you would hurt a thump of a something, you know, of somebody hitting the ground. So don't you think that would have woke a motherfucker up? It would woke me up, but right. Um, so also they 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 didn't hear anything. The the husband touched her leg and he says, I touched her leg and she was just dead. I knew she was dead. When they when they first came out there, everyone would have been frantic. Oh my god, what happened? Flip her over. Let's do CPR because that's the first thing you think of when you see someone laying face down. Let's flip them over. Let's check and see if they have a cause. Let's render aid. No aid was rendered when the cops got there. They didn't flip over or anything or try to see if she was alive. They didn't do anything. Well, and first rule in mostly those cases, just so you know, as a former military member. You're not supposed to touch them in case they are injured because you can actually injure them more. So you have to wait for paramedics. No, no, that's not right. Cops are, cops, cops are trained. Cops are, that's no, not a EMT not. practices, you are not to move cops anybody. Are, cops get in trouble for not rendering aid. If cops someone falls, the, okay, look it up. EMT 101, you are not you to have, touch somebody you, if they You have fall. CPR certification? You were to not touch the body if they. If fell. someone is someone is flipped over and you do not render CPR, you are going to be prosecuted. When when you get your CPR certification, there is a thing. If you do not, anyone who's ever been an STNA, a, a nurse, doctor, whatever, if you get your CPR, um, you're supposed to your CPR certification. You're supposed to render aid to someone who needs aid. And when you get there, like if you start and you get tired, CPR is a very tiring process. I know you cannot stop CPR because you 
you just like, okay, I'm just going to get up and I think they're dead. You're supposed to at least keep doing CPR until the cops get there, the EMT can get there to, to take over. Them. And you have to, you have to look like you at least tried you because you're going to look, you're going to look jacked by the time they get there. And if you don't do that, you can lose your license and be um, your, your certification and be prosecuted. That is a thing. And all, all uh, police officers are supposed to be trained in uh, CPR and they are supposed to have a medical bag in their trunk. That is the fact. That is the thing all over the place. So there is, there's been so many balls that have been dropped with this pack. You have anything um, you want to add to this? You know, I see both sides of it. You know what I mean? Like I understand from when you first look at it, you know, you, you, you look at the story, you see exactly what I saw, you know, the videos that I was sent to watch mm-hmm. and you know, your gut instinct and you hope that you're wrong. Like, you know, I hope I'm wrong. I'm hope I'm wrong with what I said earlier. And I hope, you know, it is an accident and it was just something that happened. So I could see definitely both sides of it. I could see his side of it and I could see your side of it too, where it's like, you don't know. And if the police aren't doing their job, you know what I mean? Like, it's not like it's a missing body or anything like that. The body's right there. Like what's, you know, investigating. And this was another thing. They had said she was on the back porch and she was smoking mm-hmm. marijuana on the back porch and cigarettes. Yeah. But then all of a sudden, y'all saying she fell from the back the balcony, but then y'all said she was downstairs in the basement. Then y'all said she was on the back patio. It was just too many changes in stories. And then this puts me on the mind of Ahmad Aubrey. Do you know why this with this me on the mind of Ahmad Aubrey? It's because when Ahmad Aubrey when this happened no one uh came out and arrested these guys why didn't they arrest them because they were friends with the mayor they were friends with the uh the the cop who was on the scene and the mayor i think one of the prosecutors ended up getting fired because she was trying to cover it up saying i was going to take care of it and from that story alone and just seeing how that unfolded and all the corruption with that this puts me on the same mind of it in georgia because we now know that georgia has an issue when it comes to covering up crimes that are committed against black people. Don't forget Georgia is racist as all the fuck too. I mean, it is. And it it, 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 it just, it just, it, it perplexed me because how did the investigation become so lax? Like the investigators stopped investigating basically. They weren't hammering um, the, the, the people at the party. They were putting kid gloves on with them. They were talking really nice to them. When you suspect someone of a crime and you're going to interrogate them, you're interrogating them. You're not going to sit there and talk to them all nice. Well, oh, you know, yeah, I know him too. Just like that's how they were talking. Like, oh yeah, I know this and and I'm just like, the whole investigation is a joke. So they had to hire someone on the outside, uh, independent. a uh, person who does autopsy, more uh, mortician or whoever. I can't think. Corner, corner. Thank you, guys. <sighs> Today's a day. But anyways, like this this woman not only was someone's daughter, she was a mother of five, five, and you can't give us no real answers of what happened to her. And all of these people saying that one guy said that they had a little heated exchange, right? And now she did. Yeah. If that is not, they arrest people all the time and they only have bodies. They arrest somebody, oh, I suspect that you killed this person. We don't quite know where their body is yet, but we're going to go ahead and hold you for 48 hours until we figure out something. I mean, of course, they look like us, but still, nothing. This story hurts. Go ahead, We need Johnny Cochran to come back from the dead, right? And use his Chewbacca case. He's a defense attorney, B. Yeah, he uses Chewbacca case. So yeah. that way, you know, get people off from murder and stuff. He's like, what does Chewbacca got to do with this case? Absolutely nothing. <laughs> but B, I'm gonna ask you this question. Why do you think it took for social media to highlight the story? Well, I'm not, it's not really my, thoughts it's just when things get traction like that and because of what's happening in recent events with the fbi law enforcement is becoming less and less trustworthy um they're caught they're making it more of a problem than solving 
Mm-hmm. And, and the FBI is considered the most trusted of all the law enforcement branches. And you can see corruption in their level. So imagine like what's happening in the local municipalities. So like it's just getting bad. It's being shown. Everything's coming to light now. So if there is some cover ups, we ho- I really do hope that a, a DA is appointed a special one special power, uh, special district attorney or some type of uh, attorney that they can have that's independent of this case to go and investigate. Um, because they need someone coming out there with no type of bias and just an outsider to see things from a different perspective so they can find out like what's going on get uh ia in here you right. know get get um the doj involved once so they clean like, yeah. it all up. you know yeah, once and- after the midterms and they clean it all up mm-hmm. and so just to let you guys know this happened a year before mod aubrey just so you know and this is why it, it bothers me because it's like we've seen all the corruption in the Mont Aubrey. And like you said, law enforcement nowadays cannot be like they just can't be trusted. And um, it's just like it, it, it hurts me. Like it hurts me personally. Like I know her. And it, the reason why it hurts is because if the people who are hired to do a job want to protect their friends, the community stands no chance. Because it doesn't matter if she was black. She was a person. She was a person. And I truly believe someone hurt her. And because they're friends with the police department, <laughs> the, the cops aren't going to do their job. So, um, Jazz, let me ask you. Why do you think her story was not on syndicated channels? Uh, why, why didn't have every dangle informational channel? They knew what time Trump peed. They knew what time Trump ate. Like CNN be getting all the tea. Why? I'm glad, I'm glad you brought all that. No, no, no. CNN don't get the tea. They got it wrong many times. Anyways, the ones that really did get it right, they're the ones getting getting pushed down. So got to remember the corruption. What what keeps corruption from being shown? Right? How do we keep it? We sweep it under the rug, right? We don't want it to be said on these channels. We don't want it because it's going to bring out a bad press, right? right What's right. the worst kind of press you don't want is the bad one, right? You don't want to be infamous. And what, right now what's happening is, like you said, why did it take the social media? Because the, the community got involved and said enough is enough and yeah. we're done. So they started bring, bringing it out there and it got fire, got on it, gasoline hit it and it just sparked up to a place where now Georgia's um, law enforcement is completely looking like crap right now. It is. Their their local FBI offices look like crap. Yes. The the governor's race and all that stuff. Like what happened with the Stacey Abrams not accepting Mm -hmm. the, the election results. And her saying that her election was stolen, the whole things with the voting machines, like everywhere. That well, whole I don't know. I, I don't know. She kind of had. Um, she kind of had some points because there was a lot of fraud going on in those Georgia Georgia counties, and investigators That's did find saying, out that like, there was a lot of corruption. The entire, and I'm saying the entire state is having yeah. a problem, and yeah, it's yeah. growing. It's, it's, you know, they had to do. They had to do. Uh, uh, was was a. Uh, uh, they had a revote. Special election. No, they did yeah. a special election. Yes, that's crazy. Georgia is really showing us the way not to go. Really. It's really. It's getting Especially bad. I think it's, it definitely needs to be uh, reined in. But again, like you said, the I corruption's got, there. It's in a I got two more minutes to cover this story, and then I want to definitely get um, interview Mr. Pat. So, um, Jazz, I know this story was near and dear to your heart. Jazz, why do you think we really needed to cover this today? Tell us what you feel as a, as an African American woman. Why did this story resonate so much with you? Because I mean, one, like you said, like she was somebody. It's not like she was like a criminal right. or out killing kids or any of that. Like she was actually a human, a mother, a friend, a daughter, cousin. You know, to somebody, and just for something like that to happen, and nobody says anything. Like you she know, didn't so. matter. But it's horrible because it's like she called those people friends. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, I've been in the exact same situation where I've been the only chocolate person in a room full of white people, you know. But it's like you – it's like I guess you can feel the energy because it's like I can sit in a room and I can feel the energy and 
Yeah. It don't feel off or nothing like right. that. Right. My, my, like, my young sound white friends, if they feel the energy is off, they, yo, yo, we riding out. My best friend is white, and I mean, she does the exact But you, but know. you know what? It's, it's different on in regions, too, because, like I said, I never really experienced racism until I moved to the South. I, could I walk you, you remember Mickey's on the um, on Market Street? Mickey's, uh, mostly white bar, uh, or the, the one over there off of South yeah. Avenue. Mostly all white people. You walk up in there, you're having a fantastic time. The music ain't stopped when you walked in. It's just so different. Cause I we told own, Eric that. Like, I told mom, like, me growing up in the North, like, the white people in the North and the white people in the South is literally different. completely fucking different. different. And it's like, just because they And it's not all. I'm not going to say because I'm not going to um, make it a, well, majority of them. Majority. a broad statement like that because it's just so many, it's so many Caucasian people who are cool. So many people uh -huh. Yeah, because I don't want to make it like that, but there are some who just don't like yeah. us. And I just felt like someone there did not like her and they wanted to do harm. And she thought she was in a group full of people that maybe she could learn from. Maybe mm -hmm. she, she looked up to them and she thought she was in a safe place, but she was yeah. definitely not. Right. And the way this went down, I know she had not one friend there. Exactly. Not one friend there. Where was her husband? Every last one of them husbands were there. Where was her husband, her husband exactly. at? Exactly. Why wasn't her husband there? You know what? Another question. You know, you know what? Five kids. Who's at home? Kids. That's where. Oh, yep, 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 yep. Never mind. Where was the husband doing daddy duties? No, never mind. I'm just saying though. Trying to throw him under the bus. Damn. There's a like. There's a code amongst us girls. Like if I invite Jazz over and I invite my homegirl Sierra over, we're gonna be girls. Husbands aren't gonna come along. Now, if Jazz invite me over and it's her, Eric, and her friend and her husband. Hubby coming yeah, along. Yeah, exactly. Because exactly. that's just the vibe. Exactly. Well, I just wanted exactly. to highlight this story and give you guys some more information on her because I don't want to stop speaking her name because I still want this case to be investigated. Uh just like yeah, Sandra Blaine. So I got another right. story that I want to highlight, but we're gonna talk about that on another day. This is okay. definitely for another podcast too. All right, and Mr. Pat, I'm sorry. I listen. Oh no, we the got so tied up in that. <laughs> And listen, listen, I'm so sorry from this organization because today my mind ain't fit. Uh, but I am, <laughs> I am so excited to have you on. So, Mr. Pat, I'm going to let you go ahead and introduce yourself. So, reintroduce yourself. Your okay. name is Pat Stems, and uh, you live where? I'm sorry, what's that? Oh, you live where? Oh, I'm where in Youngstown, Ohio. Youngstown, mm -hmm. Ohio. Yeah, yeah. So I, I hear we got some people that's representing the yo. So yeah, uh, we all. Oh, okay. I really am. We all grew up. You are. Right. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, so um, I'm kind of really excited to be here and do this with you guys and share what you know I'm all about. Uh, I feel like when you're opening up a business, uh, it's more about the person than it is about the business. And mm -hmm. I, I feel like I'm perfect for this scenario. So yeah, just yeah. to kind of transition into what you guys were talking about, mm -hmm. I'm gonna kind of throw a remix on this just so we can transition properly. Um, right. At the age of six, I moved out to Austin town. Uh, my family moved me out to Austin town, which is a predominantly white uh, suburb in Youngstown. So it's a very, I would say, a ratio it would be like a 90 percent white to about 10 percent black sure um you know and everything else mixed in and i worked my way up in retail so um i started at the bottom worked my way up watched all the promotions go through passed me by and it kind of gave me that sense that i really didn't want to work in that corporate environment that like that but the things I learned in those 15 years that I was in retail at that same job was being the way that I look in a predominantly white neighborhood. Mm. It gave them that time to learn about our culture instead of like categorizing us all in Youngstown as thugs or the negative things they see a well-spoken black person and then they get all kinds of confused you know what i mean they don't know how to act they don't know how to treat me because they have that perception 
that uh, you're automatically uh, criminal. Yeah, absolutely. So mm -hmm. that's what, um, that's my background in a mm -hmm. nutshell. You know what I mean? I, I have three kids that's in the Austin Town School System. I'm teaching them ways to work for yourself, uh, which is extremely important. It is literally make lemons out of lemonade. So um, somewhere on my on my website there, that's the story that I tell is like um, making lemons out of lemonade. No matter where you are, you have a chance to recreate yourself. You know, don't let anybody put a label on you. Right. And, and everybody loves lemonade. Yeah, and who doesn't love lemonade? Anyway. Right. So just to kind of transition a little bit, um, let's talk about like the pandemic. So the pandemic was definitely a lemon. You know, mm -hmm. it, it was terrible. But my lemonade was, I, I was able to purchase the house of my dreams. Okay. The, the way that the economics flowed and all the, the value of the homes were dipping. Everybody was panicking. Right, Nobody was doing right Platinum. Right? Platinum, Platinum P said, I love that mindset. Uh, absolutely. So I was able to purchase a home directly across the street from Mill Creek Park. Okay. Ooh. So that was my directly, like uh, Show Recreational Park off of Bearsden Road. In Young's, and 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 that's in Austin Town, right? That's this is in Youngstown. That's, right? that's Youngstown. So yeah. yeah. Like the home. Oh, okay. That, that that big red mm -hmm. house down on Midlothian. Uh, no, I'm on the no, other he's side. right in there. Oh, we know where Bear is. Right the corner from Cheney. Like, yes. Yeah, yeah. okay, Canfield Road. You know yeah. Canfield Road. Yes. Um, what is Got the sprinklers. Um, yep. Old Furnace to get over to Glenwood. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. 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 I'm yes. directly across the street oh, yeah. from that entrance. Okay. okay. That is wild. <laughs> That's amazing. My cousin lives down there too. That's my actually. Yeah, my aunt, my, well, my uncle. My, you know what? Um, what's so crazy is my my aunt, my uncle Bebe lives down there, and my aunt Ruby, mm -hmm. and my cousin stays down there, and I'm just like, yes, yes. Anytime I see a a, a family that looks like us down there in Mill Creek Park living, and I'm like, yes, because that used to be my dream too until I moved to Youngstown. But yeah, it's an, it's an amazing thing, and you know what? I love what you said. You, you're teaching your children how to work for them. That way they don't have to go through the process of getting looked over for promotions and all of that because they are the creator. They're going to yeah. always be able to promote themselves and uplift themselves and put someone else in a position to be able to have uh, the option to be promoted or something like that. Absolutely. But um, Oh, go ahead. And then I have oh. a few questions for you. Okay. Yeah, no, I mean, that's really my backstory. I could you know, I have a million examples of how I turned lemons into lemonade. Uh, one kind of quick one was like, because I moved where I moved across the street from a park, the road gets super busy. Well, you know, I'm telling my kids, oh, you know, you could look at it in the sense that, okay, it's a busy road. You can't always go outside out front, play your, you know, play in the street. Like, you know, what yeah. I do for the pickup game of basketball, you can't do that over there. But it's a busy road, you know, make a sign, start advertising. You know what I mean? Like it was just, you're on the busy road. So right. it's a perfect thing for like a garage sale or something mm -hmm. crazy, you know, just trying to turn that into a positive. positive. Right. Yeah. right. Right. And, and, and I, I love that. And so, and so instead you created your business, which is cruise the Creek e-bike rentals so mm -hmm. give us a little bit of background on how you came up with the name well first of all where where the idea came from and then okay. how you developed the name so really it happened while i was on vacation down in florida uh we, we always try to take a family vacation down the like somewhere new you know what i mean so i know people who've lived in youngstown their entire life because they don't know what's beyond youngstown they don't get to travel yeah. outside of the area. Right. So every year, instead of like focusing on Christmas and, you know, splurging all that money into gifts that you can yeah, play for. Man, you travel with that money, homie. Hell we, yeah. We travel. We pick a new spot in America. And this time around, we actually went down to Sarasota, Florida, like uh, mm -hmm. the Bradenton, Sarasota area. Oh, man. Yes. Clearwater. That's yeah. what I'm talking about, bro. That's Brandon, let's say you, Brandon loves Florida. You didn't yeah. take his little beard. Right. So I was down in there and um, 
you know, my wheels start turning, you know, like you get on the beach, you see in all the electric bikes and all so, the, all the things that's going on that, that coast down there. And I'm like, okay, you know, what, what am I going to do? How's it going to work? My brother-in-law, he's a car mechanic. So he went down there with me and I got to talking to him. I was like, Hey, if I get these bikes, can you help me like, you know, maintenance them if I need some help? And then the wheels just kept on turning. So, you know, I hopped online, I found a distributor, I ordered them. And by the time I got off the plane, they were waiting for me, you know? <laughs> so <laughs> it was just like, you know. And, this, this, and this guy is based out of Youngstown, guys. Well, all I could say is you got, you piqued my interest because I've been wanting to go back to my old neighborhood uh-huh. for a long time. But I'm like terrified to go back because how bad it is now. Yeah. I used to live on Ravenwood, so I could take Ravenwood straight down and just cross the dang road. I was that road there. Glenwood. Glenwood, just yeah. cross it over, and the entrance is right there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I would take the left one, the one where it had the hill goes down. Like when you're going, when oh, you yeah. first start, By, that um, hill feels uh, good. The nature, but when you the coming nature back, the one, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My grandpa, or not my grandpa, but my uncle, where the Ford Nature Center is, the house that was right across with the curly drive. My uncle used to live there. Yeah, uh, I used I used to live right there. So like that would be my summers, man. It's always yeah. Mill Creek. So if so, I go back, I'm definitely gonna jump on one of your bike yes. tours. And I got a question too for him. Yeah, go ahead, Jess. Ask oh. your question, and then um, I just want him to answer how did he came up with the um the name. Go ahead, mm-hmm. ask him your question. Okay, so my question is um with you getting like the wheels turning of um getting your business started with mm-hmm. youngstown being so small and more closed-minded did you feel that like it would you know like how they're like maybe, be receptive of it exactly yeah. exactly i'm like in florida you know it's a bigger city you know bigger area so of course they're all for it but you see how youngstown is so it's like yeah. absolutely i mean getting people to change up the way that they think about Youngstown in general is like the mm-hmm. hardest thing ever. It is. You know what I mean? Like it's, they, they beat it down so much for so many years that- But I mean, Youngstown has improved. Oh yeah. You know what I'm oh, saying? Yeah. Like, like, oh yeah, it's true, whatever. Yeah, it, it's it's crazy how, how much, you know, resistance I get from this. You know what I mean? Just saying, oh, what happens if the bikes get stolen? Well, that's not my main, focus you know what i mean right. like you know i can't go you know what? i was thinking that in my head too because it's like i mean you know yeah i mean i know they weren't cheap so it's like yeah you know. right right and that's just the stigmas With that insurance. we gotta get through you know why you get insured yeah, yeah. Insured, right insured, you know if you're renting out my bikes i got your credit card number i got everything no business without risk yeah. right. oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's like when somebody does want to rent, is it like mm-hmm. how like the bikes are like down here in Atlanta where they have like the QR code, you can put your thing in and, you know, basically go? No, it's not uh-huh. like that. Uh, they do do something like that in the downtown Youngstown where mm-hmm. it's like a ride share, like you could drop off a bike, yeah. pick up another bike, drop off mm-hmm. a bike, pick up another mm-hmm. bike. Yeah, I believe that's called Yogo Bike Share down in uh, downtown Youngstown that they focus uh-huh. on that. But no, we do all of our reservations right online. So you have okay. to book well before 24 hours and you know all that kind of stuff. So we we took the more e-commerce approach to it. Yeah, like um, traditional. traditional. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, but but to be honest, I like to do it the traditional route anyways, because when the QR code there is there is oh I'm sorry. Go, you have something to say? No, I was saying that um when doing it the traditional way. It's like when they're renting, you can actually see who you're renting to. Exactly. Doing it that way, you know, somebody can just pick it up and go. They could do God knows what with it, not bring it back, whatever. So, Mm -hmm. and and that was going to say, I'm sorry. No, it's fine. I was going to say something about the QR codes and similar to that. But the QR codes, there's a lot of things that go wrong sometimes because we have like the the lime scooters and the birds down here. And sometimes you get overcharged, at least with people coming to you to reserve bikes they have someone to talk to there's a face there's an actual face behind the business yeah. and i love that you took that traditional route because it it is it, more easier for me to put my faith in you than into a system 
-hmm. because I said, I'm going to deal with someone directly. And if I have an issue, I'll probably be able to get a hold of them. They're probably going to be able to talk me through it. I'm not going to have to call a 1-800 number where I'm going to talk to someone I can't understand. So mm -hmm. I love that you took that traditional approach. And let me. Uh, oh, what? I don't think he's doing a traditional approach there, Laura. He's using e-commerce. E-commerce is web-based. Yeah, but that's traditional. Like it's like when you go no. online, you reserve a car, though. So no, it's not traditional. traditional is like face to face making a deal. Yeah. No, no. E-commerce no. is not the same as is what e-commerce is the bike share things, Most. ride share stuff. Yeah, anything e that's e mobile. E-commerce is online. like a website. E-commerce is a website. Yeah, so, it's online. Yes, but you can that's go traditional. If they, have, if they have an issue, he's going to probably have a number that they can call him directly. Yeah, that's what e-commerce is for. Yeah, it's, it's a little bit of both. Like, I don't know if y'all so hybrid. <laughs> okay. So I'll give you a So, in essence, um, they'll go to the website. You know, they don't talk mm -hmm. to me directly. They'll just go over there. They'll say, oh, it's Labor Day and I don't have anything to do. So, they'll pick a time slot on on saturday or sunday mm -hmm. and uh they'll pick how many hours they want if they want to add on like we do bluetooth speakers that you can you know have on the bikes that you're while you're riding for an hour or you know a stroller if you got a son or a daughter that wants to tag along on the back uh, we got all that kind of stuff going on on the actual uh, website itself but then at that point they meet up with me personally like yes. you know it's not like you know, I'm, I'm out of the picture completely. They'll meet up with me. They'll interact. I'll find out if they know how to even ride a bike before I put them on one of my bikes. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, right. You don't need them jacking it up. You have a small training yeah. session with them to make yeah. sure the two if, operate it safely and whatnot. Absolutely. That's good. And I love and I love that, too, because let me tell you, I got on the scooter now. That's why I said the QR codes. I don't like to do it too much because no one's telling you how to work it. I got on a scooter and no one said, don't hit the, the turn thing too fast. And they said, whoosh, I crashed into some side of someone's house. I cut my chin. I fell. I think I had a lightweight concussion because I was throwing up afterwards. And then I didn't pay this money to ride the scooter and it had to be done because I had to go to the hospital. <laughs> and yes. I love so that that option. You give us, you, you go ahead and you let us know Tell me what you want the world to know about your company, about your bikes, and what it is that you want to do for the community of Young Sound. Yeah. Oh, the name oh. of the thing, though. That, okay. That, before that. So, yeah, the yeah, Cruise the Creek. Um, I'll, I'll start with the name. Uh, the Cruise the Creek came up with just the, the vibe, you know what I mean? Like, when you think of Youngstown and you try to think of anything that positive that goes on it, you know, Mill Creek Park is up there. It's yep. just a beautiful space. It's, you know what I mean? And when you're cruising the creek, I guess it's more like, it's not a, it's, it's almost like a cruise. You know what I mean? Like when you go on cruise, it's kind of all inclusive. You're just kind of trying to relax and just trying to be who you are when you, if you ever get to go on a cruise like that. And I feel the same way with these electric bikes. It's like, you're not worried about pedaling up a massive hill going into the Rose Garden, uh, which you got to do if you're on a bike. And you can never do that if you're just walking around. You know what I mean? Like you'll never make it from Lanterman's Mill on a walk-in. Yeah. And want to go up that hill no, by Rose Garden. That yeah. That is, that is a. <laughs> I tried it once. Yeah. It's not fun. It's crazy. Not recommend. Yeah. And yes. then on the flip side, it's like okay, the bikes are the bikes. You still got to pedal like a normal traditional bike. You still got to pedal, but on a car like even if you drove a car you miss so much driving in a car because mm -hmm. you don't get to see you know that printer that picture of lanterman's mill right there you can oh, pass over that street every single day and you can never get that view where you could just stop and like look and take his beauty yeah you could do that on an electric bike you can see the whole park in an hour to two hours which is mm -hmm. i i think that isn't that over there? Um, it's off a bit. I rode. I, I, I rode. I rode past that. That mm -hmm. it's on. It's on the left side of the park, towards the, like in the fork. Like I go to the left, like where I live at Ravenwood, and then that yeah. fork, you go to the right. Correct. I stopped there, 
and I actually like looked at it before and went mm-hmm. to where that little can that little out what is that right there that's on Kirk Road like a plat that platform right here mm-hmm. next yeah. To the yeah, that's a, yeah I that's walked little- to it so like it's like a hall right there you know you could reserve it as a hall to do uh, like parties and stuff mm-hmm. and then you the, the back patio look at the waterfall and guys you remember yeah. how it looked in the winter yeah. it's frozen yeah i got the icicles <laughs> yes yeah and imagine using cruise the creek um e-bike rentals during the winter time when it's not no much ice on the bridge. I will not. I will not. <laughs> I, I'm shutting it down. I'm not. Are you shutting it down in the winter? They, yeah, still, they still be riding the bikes here in the winter. Well, I mean, we, we don't get that. We don't get snow, though. Never, never mind. We don't get snow. Mill Creek shuts off a lot of the roads, too. So I don't want, you know, I was behind those, but lately. Oh, you know what? Nope. That's a liability. Never mind. Yeah. I'm not trying to get all up into that. So we yeah. are completely seasonal. Um, and we're just going to play it. The park's beautiful in the fall. It's just such an opportunity. And people are like, so there's always a misconception. So I'm going to kind of switch mm-hmm. gears just a little bit about electric bikes and stuff. They feel like they're they're dangerous or they go super fast. No, th- th- that's not how it is. You know what I mean? Like all of our bikes are pedal assist. Mm-hmm. So what a pedal assist means is it's like it does have a throttle. So like if you're on a, like on a, um, if you were, cutting the grass with one of those self-propelled motors mm-hmm. you can push the throttle and then the the grass will start cutting you know like you know you could start using a lawnmower to cut the grass it does have one of those levers but all of our bikes is like if you start to pedal then it says okay you're ready to go and then it'll say it'll bump you up to six miles per hour mm. or if you want to go a little bit faster, you go to the next level. And then once you start pedaling, it'll take you to 10 miles per hour or 15 miles per hour or 20 miles per hour. So it's not oh, like, it's oh, so wait, it gets a little bit of a speed. Okay. Yeah, you could adjust the speed um, on all of our bikes. So it's like, okay, you do know how to ride a bike, right? And then they're like, yeah, I know how to ride a bike. So once they start pedaling, the bike says, okay, you know how to ride a bike. And then it's going to take you to six miles per hour. All right, I like it. How fast can you go? The maximum speed on flat level is 20 miles per hour. So if you're on the top level, you'll be literally cruising through the park, but but you're pedaling at like your normal rate. Yeah, regular pace. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You're not tiring yourself. Boom, 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 like how I want to. Now, going down the hill, though, so that hill that, um, the hill, like these hills are massive. Okay, mm-hmm. so you gotta break them. So once you go down that hill, you'll be hitting speeds up to thirty miles per hour because of just gravity alone. Like the centrifugal force is gonna take you down these hills, mm-hmm. and you'll be floating. It's just like the best breeze, and it's beautiful. Ooh, 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 Mr. Pat, I got an yeah. idea. Okay. Next investment: okay. one of those eight-seater golf carts. Uh oh, yeah. <laughs> And you can do guided tours yourself. Oh, no, not hey. even that. You get one of those um, Mill Creek, uh, the beer ones with the bike. Mm-hmm. Everybody pedals. Oh, the one where everybody yeah. pedals. That's like, like, drinking. Uh, like a, like a uh, bar. Yeah. A bar, traveling bar. There's too many hills, bro. Park officials ain't going to let me have that. <laughs> let me tell you, that like cruising well, through. Well, actually, like, but actually, right they, they might. That is something that you could think about. It is. They it's might. Because it's, it's a really, well, this is a bigger city and everybody's open-minded here. Youngstown <laughs> tend to have some closed-minded people. Yeah. And you know, I mean, people come and fish and drink anyways. They're gonna do it anyways. At least they'll be in a controlled environment, Correct. you know. Or like, the, like I said, the eight-seater golf carts. You could do like the tours through the park since I know you probably know the park very well, yeah. and give a little bit of history behind it because that's what they do down here in Charlotte. Um, they get the eight. Did you have to get permission from the park office for the bikes? That is a great question, Platinum P. You're not even here, and you got my six. Period. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, yes, yeah, like everything went through completely fine with them. They at first I wanted to do the um I wanted to actually drop the bikes off in the park and you know, just have it delivered to a location just because mm-hmm. Ferriston Road is a very busy road. And you know, for a, a beginner biker, yep, I didn't want them to have to cross over a busy road going leading into the park. 
Right. They were like, okay, well, you're not part of the park. Don't like, don't think that we, you know, we have a partnership, but they were completely fine with just having them in, into the park. That's good. That's good. I mean, and then too, that brings tourists. Mm -hmm. So it, 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 it works out for you. And then it works out for the park too, because, and then that works out for the city. Cause when people, when people, a lot of people don't know about Mill Creek Park. Mm -hmm. And when people come in out of town and, once real estate start picking up in Youngstown, people are going to start coming to that park to get their relaxation on. And that's that's what's going to eventually happen. And then guess what? You already set up there. And once that starts happening, all you got to do is order your more 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 your bikes. And yeah. then they want to make you a part of, uh, of a partnership or something. Absolutely. And that's some a relationship that will go through down the line, I'm sure. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Once it picks up traction, I yeah. got to do all the heavy lifting. I got to prove myself before they're going to invest in me, which yep. that's like everything that's in life. Fine. It's a, it's but it's coming, exactly though. I see it coming. I will. I know, like, probably cut up a little bit here, but I just wanted to say that I did finally get approved for Airbnb experiences, which I'm ecstatic nice. about. Uh, a lot of people don't even know Airbnb experience is a thing, but if you go on airbnb.com right now, it'll say stays, and then you can choose experiences. Yeah, I've seen categories those there. Mm -hmm. And I'm literally the only one, I think the next one is up in Akron, where it's just like, if you're in the area, if you're around the area, it's going to bring so much traffic to the park itself and to Youngstown in a positive way. You know, it's going to be awesome. So I'll do that. On that, yeah. that is amazing. That's nice. That's really amazing. Yo, and here we have it, Youngstown native, Youngstown native, and yeah. he is out here making a habit. It took one trip to Florida. For yeah, his his, his gears oh. start grinding. Yeah, that's follow, cool. awesome. Like as an inspirational thing, just follow what you believe in. You know what I mean? Like if you don't feel right in a situation you change that situation and you follow like your heart you gotta like it's a self-guiding mechanism mm -hmm. like it's telling you this feels right this feels wrong you know listen to those intuitions sometimes because it could it could change your life it open up avenues that you never even even thought possible you were cutting out for me like the thing you said in the beginning follow what your your gut yeah, you follow your heart. You know what I mean. You oh, gotta follow your like your intuition. You gotta follow that yeah, whatever right. that voice is that's talking to you. You gotta <clears throat> acknowledge it. And those are those are the positive voices in your head, right? Not yeah. the ones to do things bad. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Pat, I had voices in your head. I had a question <laughs> for you. So uh -huh. when you came back and you said you wanted to purchase the um the bikes. Did you, how did your wife feel about that when you said, oh. oh, go ahead. So, I mean, my wife, she's amazing. Like, I, I can't say enough great things about my wife. I can't say. Well, go ahead, say them, say them. <laughs> oh, yeah, I, I mean, I can, but like, like I'm not even going to say my wife. I'm going to say women in general mm -hmm. because like women are, I don't know, it's just like a gift. You know what I mean? And I've been surrounded by like the most amazing women. They, they've influenced me my entire life. And my That's wife amazing. has always been so supportive of everything that I've ever tried. And I've had more failures. You know, I've, I hit brick roads, brick, brick walls, brick roads, brick everything. You know what I mean? Right. I've hit it all. And she's always been there with me. So she was like, okay, here's another one. We'll see how it goes. But this is like the first thing that I can grasp onto that I like that I'm passionate about because I've been in retail for 15 years, 15 years of my life. And I never got any recognition, none, none of it. I made it all the way to the top. And then they tell me I can't do this and I can't treat my staff. You know what I mean? Like right. corporate, the way that they needed to be treated, they, they needed that encouragement. They needed that. And it was just all about the numbers and pushing papers and, yeah, right. Getting that their yeah, they're just a number. They're just a clock and number at that point. And I had to step away. And this is the first thing that I can grasp onto um, that I believe in. And she she backs me 100%. And I love, that. I love that. That yeah. is what's up. 
And I love how you said you hit brick walls and she never gave up. She still supported yeah. whatever it was that you were going to do. And you know why she did that? Because she oh, seen, she, she's, she's seen that you have that drive. Mm-hmm. Women will support people who don't give up. You didn't give up on yourself. No matter if you hit a wall, you could have quit. You could have gave up. You could say, I'm done with all of this. This isn't working out. But you get back up and said, I'm going to try this now. Mm-hmm. You know, and, it, and I always tell people, uh, people, failure is literally the roadmap to success. Yeah. Because you have to fail a few times to learn what you're doing wrong and to get more of a drive. Because once you fail so many times, you'll be like, okay, I know this now. And I'm going to keep pushing. Because you yeah. have to prove yourself wrong because you have those doubts about yeah. yourself. you got to... When people say I'm my competition, that is what it is. I'm my competition. I have yeah. to outdo the me of yesterday. So I love that for you, that you have a beautiful wife who supports you like that. And would you say three beautiful kids? Yeah, three. Three beautiful kids who are going to see their, they're not going to see their dad's failures. I want you to know yeah. that. I I'll guarantee you, your kids are looking at those bikes like, my daddy is amazing. I'll tell you. Tell well, you. This is their business, you know what I mean? Like I plan on going back and getting back into it, but I want them to have something to lean on where, you know, they might not, if they're learning all the things they need to do, they might not ever have to work at McDonald's. You know what I mean? If this takes off the way that it is, this is something that they can inherit. And it's actually a win for me if they're paying for their own stuff because everything's expensive right now. (laughs) For their own stuff. That is a win. That is a win. That's true. It's, you know, you do want to make sure that there's some financial independence going on. Yeah. Because, well, like, you don't want them relying on the government and all that stuff, too. Correct. So, Pat, tell us where we could uh, go and book these bikes if we if we're ever in the Youngstown area. Okay. Uh, what, is your, what is your website? So, the website is www.cruisethecreek.com. So, exactly what my name is. It's uh, cruisethecreek.com. Uh, we focus on three different levels. So we have the basic rentals, and then we do have memberships for people who are from the area where they can just get it, you know, get the rates at a discounted price and whatnot, even free if they pay for a year. So it's like almost a membership based thing. Mm-hmm. And then the third thing would be the guided tours. So like what I was saying with the Airbnb, that that's going to be my wheelhouse because I'm a very personable person Mm -hmm. so i would love to go on the tour so if you're from out of the area you're on a tour with me somebody who knows where to go what to do where to see where all the hidden areas Mm -hmm. are in the park where you would never get that experience if you were just riding a bike through the park on a right and get the history behind it Yep, get you one of those little mics with the uh, speaker on the back of it. uh, As you're guiding them, talking to them, giving them the history. Because most people, they love, they love to know the history behind things. Mm -hmm. I know I'm that person. And um, Pat, you know what? I am so thankful that you came on. And like I said, I found you on, I found your page on TikTok. And um, I seen the cruise, the creeks, and I seen, that's like, this is amazing. Because we were not so long ago talking about Mill Creek and everything that we loved about Mill Creek. Oh. Youngstown, Ohio, my favorite thing about Youngstown is Mill Creek Park. It definitely is. And I love that you took, let me tell you something. Let me, let me, let me highlight this. Mr. Young Black Man, you took and you made your home. You seen you seen the the uh, perspective business aspect of the place that you're from, mm-hmm. and you took and placed those bikes there. And there are going to be so many other people who are going to follow your lead because you said you was in retail and you yeah. did this and you did this. Now now you're the leader. People are going to start following behind you. You started a wave. I'm telling you. Because now we're going to start seeing scooters and uh, more bikes and stuff. Because guess what? Yeah. That was a great idea. Yep. It was a great idea, and you came up with that. That's amazing. Thank you. So kudos to you. And I and I like uh, what your idea is because um, as someone who grew up there as well, I spent from 1995 to 2001. And um, those are some of the best years I think I've ever had living in um, Youngstown because the people I met there, I crap you not, are still people I still talk to to this day. Yeah. And really? people I met in all oh, Florida and high school there, I don't talk to. Them. And the people I met in 
elementary school in Florida that I don't talk to anymore. I barely talk to my own Marine Corps friends. But the people I met in Ohio in that in those in those six years I was there, I still mm -hmm. talk to to this day. So I, it holds a special place. Alrighty, so we're gonna wrap this up. Um, do you have any social media pages, Pat, that you would like the um, world to sh um, to know about? If so, go ahead and shout it out. Yeah, the the three that I have, um, obviously the three major ones would be Facebook. Uh, you can find it at Cruiser Creek E Bike Rentals. Uh, the I'm not on Twitter. I didn't do Twitter yet. Um, I just can't, <laughs> I can't get into Twitter right now, but, um, uh, TikTok, I started a following there. I have somebody who's going to be helping me look over that because I am, I guess I'm too old for that. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing on that either a little bit, but, uh, Instagram, it had a really good pop. So I have about 2000 followers on Instagram. So I'm kind of pushing that out a little bit. Uh, networking, it's a lot easier to talk to people on TikTok, I mean, on TikTok and on Instagram, mm -hmm. because it's not that whole filter thing. Like if, you know, you can like something, you can engage with something a lot mm -hmm. easier than it is on Facebook. Mm -hmm. so we really push that out a lot and it's going great. So it's all Cruise the Creek. If you just search it, Cruise the Creek e-bike rental, uh, you'll, it'll pull right up. And that's the and thing then, I'm on. Okay. Again, I just love the cruise the creek. <laughs> I love it. I love it. It's catchy. It's gonna pop. Um, yeah. I know in the next year or two, you're gonna be doing great things. Mm -hmm. And when you do, don't forget to come back here so we can interview you and not have no technical difficulties. <laughs> I love it. It's great. It's a lot of fun. Yes, but thank you guys. Uh, we're gonna go ahead and wrap it up. It has been the Laura and Our podcast with your girl Laura Danny and. Um, Again, thank you guys for tuning in. We appreciate all of you guys. Don't forget to check us out on Facebook, which is the Lauren Hour Podcast with Laura Danny, IG, which is the Lauren Hour, TikTok, the Laura Soccer Danny. And um, mm -hmm. make sure you guys follow Cruise the Creek on all of his social media platform, um, on all the social media platforms. And uh, go ahead and go to the website and book y'all a bike so y'all can go ahead and cruise the creek. All right, y'all. Right, bye. Have a great night. Yeah, thank you for having me. Thank you Take for coming. Everyone.